Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Generic Video Game Podcast. Today, we will be focusing on the most important part of the show you, the fan. Today, Molly and I sit down to go over some fan mail and answer your questions. Get comfy, put your headset on, turn the volume up, and get ready for GVGP episode 44. Now, I, I maybe shouldn't say this, but before we started recording,、um, Anthony told me that he was the most important part of the show. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, depends on who you believe. But、uh, <laughs> that's what he told me. So. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, but you know, you know, because the problem is is that we, we get listener mail and then we intend to read it during the show and then we get into conversations and we go way over time and we have to like cut topics and everything. And since listener mail typically is the last part of the show, that's the easiest to kind of be like, damn, we're going too long. We'll do it next time. And then you don't do it next time. So、uh, we just wanted to, because we did before we did a, a listener mail only show and we wanted to do one again just to kind of catch up. So, and I, I, and I have not read any of these. Anthony has not read any of these. All right. I hope、so、it's not all hate mail. No idea what's coming.、Uh, and the first one, let me see if it has, because、um, I see the name of who it came from, but let me see what it actually. Oh, and this is a long one. Okay. This、oh、is、boy. from Chris. And、uh, he says. You got your new podcast out before I could get my recollections of game selling off to you. Oh, well, I'll add thoughts on Paprium and other stuff. First of all, I had a pretty decent collection of NES, SNES, Genesis 32X, Sega CD, TG16 Plus CD, Saturn, N64, Dreamcast, and OG PlayStation. I still have a small amount of PS1 games, but pretty much everything else pre PS2 has been sold off. And、wow. even some PS2 and OG Xbox games have been sold off.、Uh, the impetus was several fold. A major messy move from a house to an apartment in 2012, my dad's passing in 2015, and a triggered fear of not wanting to deal with disc rot and aged failing hardware.、Um, wow. this, is, this is my side note. That's definitely a disc rot thing. It's definitely a conversation、uh, to have.、Um, I lost a copy of Sega CD Wing Commander to Disc Rot and thought、mm. I'd lost Shining Force CD as well. Turns out the spot on the SFCD、uh, was actually just a weirdness with the silk screening on the disc. Game was fine. One of the things that lessened the impact and helped me get the ball rolling on being okay with the selling of the games was the existence of the various flashcards, which.、Um, This is me again, sorry.、Uh, I'm trying to remember when the, the Terra Onion would have been out before the Terra Onion to Mega CD thing would have been out before this, I think.、Um, uh, well, the sale of all the games went mostly toward this, while the sale of all the games went mostly toward necessities, I did put money, well, here you go, toward the Mega EverDrive, the NES EverDrive, and an SNES 2SD. Also around this time, News came out about Professor Abrasive and his Saturn ISO Reader project.、Um, also, sat on my Turbo Duo till I learned that Turbo Graphics Mini, which I've also picked up, I do want an analog duo though.、Mm. There was also the nuisance of moving 
all of the physical games, especially Sega CD and Saturn long box jewel cases that shatter when you look at them funny. Which is, which is, yes, true. Uh, I've since endeavored to keep my collection limited to one bookcase. Wow. As far as the actual, and I have comments on that too, actually. Um, as far as the actual sale, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's stop for a second. For a second. This yeah, there's is, a lot to digest yes. there. Um, and first off, before we forget, uh, yeah. condolences. Very sorry to hear about his yes. father's passing amid all that in 2015. Um, yes, first of all, sorry for that. And, uh, okay, so I don't know what you want to hit on, but um, disc rot, like, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as a Laserdisc owner, a long time ago, I learned about disc rot. You know, because disc rot can be horrible with laser discs, but I never actually thought about it with um, video games. You know, it was never in my mind. But I have heard people, not only Chris here, but other people talking about the fact that that you know their their discs are going bad on some of these games, especially older ones. In in you know from the earlier days of of CD gaming, and I think. We a lot of times think about the laser drive being the part going bad and not the games, but right. it is both the hardware and the software that can be incredibly delicate with this stuff. Well, I believe I had read the term in passing in years past, yet it really had a lot of light shed on it uh, five, six years ago in the reading of the untold history of Japanese game developers as... You know, the Video Game History Foundation was discussed in there, and gaming preservation amid all the interviews. And with that said, I, I'm pretty confident I read it in one of the books. But yes, disc rot uh, is something I believe that's discussed because there's, you know, uh, there's this process of transferring old diskette data or CD-ROM data, you know, uh, whether it be into digital files for legitimate uh, historic preservation purposes. So anyway, in short, that's where I started to learn about that term. I think if I remember correctly, it's something that has a tendency to rear its ugly head on average 20, 25 years out, something of that yeah, I think nature. Like that. Yeah. And then correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not using the proper terminology, but it's almost like little pits or very s- small pivots. Uh, uh, that's the that's the word I'm using, but it's... Yeah, yeah. what little, happens, I mean, I know, with, yeah. I think with Laserdisc it was the glue because they basically glued the layers together. And I'm not sure if right. it's the exact same thing or if it's something with the I label. I think it's a little different. Yeah. It's different. But, I think it's actual like wear and tear on the underside of the disc where data lies. It, because because what happens is is when the laser goes up, like... Something happens to where that segment of the disc can't be read anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've got like a music CD, I think those have enough error correction where I believe they can get past it. But when you're talking about much more data in, in smaller areas, like on laser discs and games, like that little bit of data can be a, a huge actual chunk of information. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I'd never put, we'd never put thought into in the past. And if you think about it, we lived through the whole you know, genesis, no pun intended, of the CD era. So you figure if that, even if we give it late 80s, which that's going way early, you know, all through our teens, 20s, you know, that hardware is still relevant, new. Who's thinking 15, 20, 30 years down the line? But, you know, now that Sega CD stuff, if you got it in its infancy, that's turned almost, you know, three decades old. Yeah, and it's it's like, 
um, it's a little bit scary. And 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 what's interesting is I'm not sure because Chris talks about, which we'll get to in a minute. You know, buying the Mega EverDrive, but you know, we we now have two solutions on Genesis for cartridges that can also replicate the entire hardware of the Sega CD. Um, and getting my Mega EverDrive Pro has really changed me in a few ways. And one of those ways is, you know, because when I got the analog Mega SG, I was like, well, I still have my Sega CD because my Genesis wasn't working, but my Sega CD was. And I, I can hook it up to that, you know, but I know I've heard a lot of talk to about the, the Sega CD itself going bad for people and, and issues with that. And, you know, the worry about the, the laser going out and then also the worry about the discs and having this little cartridge that can just perfectly play all of those games, even even Ernest Evans that you shouldn't play. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like that that kind of changes you. And it's it's just like you look at those discs on their shelf and it's like, like he said, those those stupid boxes that Sega used. You just mm-hmm. look at them wrong and they break, you know. And it's like I've got these big stupid boxes and these games that might be going bad. And I've got this one little cartridge here that can play everything I own plus everything I don't own. You know, like how do you make the argument for keeping those discs around? Especially when you think about the fact that that if you've got any discs that are worth money, and I do it's like, do you just keep them sitting on a shelf, not using them, knowing they could go bad when you could sell them for real money before that happens? You know, something just hit me out of absolutely nowhere. So obviously the EverDrive uh, is a fantastic solution. Uh, and this is going to sound like a cheap plug, but, you know, I'm starting to think of the other side of the coin. So, you know, let's say you or some, a person has... Uh, some very valuable Sega CD games, and it's you know not you wanting to be a bad person, but you're like, hey, do I take this money now while they still work? Take it before disc rot sets in. Now the flip side is, if you're a buyer and you're someone that actually does want to play it or mess around with it a little bit before you put it on your shelf or in your collection, you know, it just hit me out of nowhere that the uh, Poly Mega may be a good solution. Here, there's there's mm. a there's t- there's a double edged sword to this. Yeah. You know, if you spend a couple grand on a rare Sega CD title, you know, your intention is probably that you don't want the disc to rot, right? right? I mean, you simultaneously, if it's something that you've, you know, you, you face head on, you know, you may be better off getting that, having your collection, doing what you can to salvage it, and then transferring that data to a Polymega or something like that, which allows one to legally transfer the data onto that device. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I hadn't. I, I just thought, hadn't thought about that. I don't know that that might be something that that might be an interesting selling point of sorts for that device because you figure digital is going to be your best friend. Not everything is available digitally, and bear in mind that I won't repeat it again. You know, this is if someone actually wants something tangible and to do this legally. Keyword legal. Yeah. Which, which you know. I I'm I'm a firm believer in 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 buying your games. Um I think one of one of the few games I have technically pirated was 
Um, I had a friend give me a copy of Silent Hill, the original one on, on PS1. I had never played it. I, I put it in my, my, my PlayStation. I played like the first couple hours, and then I went out the next day and bought a copy. So right. like, I'm the kind of person who doesn't actively pirate. But, <laughs> but I think, like, you know, I, it's, it's funny, like, like NeoGAF, for example, right? It's like, or not NeoGAF, uh, Resetera. You, you, you cannot say anything in any way hinting that you're going to pirate any games, right? And I, I, I don't believe in that approach to it. I don't believe in just pirating everything, but I, I, I think, like, if, you know, some of these games, like Snatcher, right? Like, if you've got Snatcher for Sega CD, you're, you, you, you can't pay money and give that money to Konami and Kojima. Like, that cannot mm. happen. They do right. not give us any way to buy that game. If they did, then I, I think it is right to buy it legally and help support, especially for games like that where, you know, releases might not come very often. Like, I, I mm-hmm. really appreciate Hamster's efforts with their arcade archives. They're bringing us a lot of games that just kind of cease to exist for a long, long time. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to feel bad about pirating or downloading a copy of Snatcher for, for my Mega Everdrive Pro because the only way to get that is to pay hundreds of dollars to somebody for a used copy. And none of that money is Right, and I see your point. Snatcher. It's not like you're robbing Konami or Kojima, right. you know, taking money out of their pockets illegally. That thing has been long gone and sold. Right. Um, you and know, and I'm, also, yeah. I'm also not going to feel bad about downloading Neo Geo ROMs because I have bought those games and oh. rebought those games and rebought those games. <laughs> now, know? technically, if we're splitting hairs, and I haven't thought about this, it is legal to acquire a ROM if one owns it legally in their possession, correct? I think I think it has to come from you, though. Like, if you put your Sega CD, CD into your drive and make an yeah. ISO from that, I think oh. that's the legal part. But I hmm. don't think you're legally allowed to just go on the internet and download it. Hmm. You know. Um, right. But I, I, I said, there, I think there's certain levels to this, and, and I think there's certain levels to feeling bad. You know, if, if, you're, if you're pirating brand new games, if you're, if you're just going out and downloading ROMs, like, okay, let me give you a perfect example. The, um, the games, you know, Crisis. Um, I know you've got a copy of it for some platform. I have it on Switch digitally. I have it on PS4 digitally. Right. So I've I've really been curious about wanting to play the, the Genesis version because I did, I think I tried it on like Xbox maybe and but I really really want to play the Genesis version and that's mm-hmm. a game where I know I could go online and just download it for free but I don't want to do that because I want to support the game it is you know, not only is it actively being sold digitally as ROMs but they're also selling the the physical Genesis version and stuff you know. So for games like that, like if I just went and got a ROM for free, I think that would be a bad thing to do. And it's a small right. te- a small team who's working to support an old console that I still love, you know. So I think there's a lot of reasons to to say I should support this, whereas this I think is kind of gray area, and you don't need to worry so much. Um, no. So we've gotten into the disc rod issue. It's very interesting to get his take on selling off much of his classic hardware and games, keeping it to a bookshelf. And this coming by way of Chris, 
Um, what else does he get into there? I thought he made mention of Paprium and some other stuff. Okay, what well, so, so he, he, he continues on. He says, as far as the actual sales, um, my complete copy of Panzer Dragon Saga fetched the most. In 2006, I got $600 for it by itself. Uh, the Sega CD version of Snatcher, which which I had and stupidly sold um, <laughs> myself, uh, came in second, 400 for a complete copy. I actually remember. I actually remember sitting outside of maybe it. Okay, wait. Maybe it was Sega CD, Masonic CD. But I actually remember sitting outside Best Buy on a cold morning, waiting to go in to buy either it was either Snatcher or it was Sonic CD, one of those two. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, other various games generally did well as long as they were complete. I recall Castlevania Bloodlines in its PlayStation clamshell release. Uh, getting 100 as it Contra Hardcore. Other notable titles I sold off. Well, Contra, not to be rude and cut you off, Contra Hardcore is worth some money? The Genesis game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. My, my apologies. My apologies. Are, are you thinking the uh, the weirdo? Shattered Soldier, I was thinking. Oh, okay, Shattered Soldier. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, all four working design Sega CD games, along with Shining Force CD, Cosmic Fantasy 2, Dragon Slayer. Legend of Heroes, Kadash, and Exile for the TG-16. Wow, As the night Kadash. Ray huh? Earth, uh, Miss Daria, I bought it before the name changed to Blazing Heroes. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. I have yeah, a Mist- I, I have, remember that, my, too. My copy is Miss Daria, too. Yeah. Um, wow. And the, and the D&D collection, the two Dungeons & Dragons Capcom Brawlers. Um, also had various NES, SNES, and 32X games. Note I, that I didn't sell off the consoles... Counting on various flashcards or planning on getting them. Mm. Um, I want to real quick say my my thing at this point. One of the things that I would suggest to people is don't get rid of your consoles. Like I have realized the mistake of that. I think in this era, games are incredibly easy to get a hold of one way or another, but getting the hardware back can be hard. So, so be careful about selling your, your, your consoles. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, I picked up a Mega Everdrive. A couple years later, my fan finances became a bit more stable, and I picked up a Mega SG from Analog, which mm. has Everdrive capabilities with the jailbroken firmware. It was cool to play some of the ColecoVision games I hadn't played since the 80s. Um, I had an Atom computer till it died in its early 90s. Dad bought it. After the game industry crashed, so it was much cheaper than its initial $1,200 price tag. Wow, so it must have been around 1983 or so, somewhere in there. Um, Still, I became interested in when Terra Onion unveiled its Mega CD. Here we go. They could play Sega CD ISOs. I've been playing Burn CDs, but I like the idea of not needing a physical Sega CD anymore. So I picked one up, sold off my working Sega CD. I still have one with a bad drive. Okay, so yes, he he did get in and getting one. Uh, when Professor Abrasive opened up his Patreon, I joined up for a chance at the Satiator. I've heard about the Rhea, which these guys get confused on because there's um, the Rhea is the solderless modification for your Saturn that you can play games off of SD card. Because there's Rhea and there's like another one that's the Dreamcast version, I think. I feel like I just watched videos on this and I can't believe I can't remember. I just watched all this. Mm-hmm. 
And I and I I'm just shocked. I can't remember who I watched the, it the, from. Yeah, the problem is they're really hard to get a hold of. At least last time, last time I checked, they were. Um, different kind of so okay. Uh, but I also heard it was a kind of difficult to get one. Yes, like I didn't. So I opted to wait for the Satiator, which after a couple of years finally delivered. So anybody, real quick, anybody who doesn't know, the Satiator. So a lot of these mods, like the the G the GC loader for the GameCube, the <sighs> Terra Onion has the mode that can work on Saturn and Dreamcast both. Um, the Ray and stuff. These all basically you take out the laser drive from the machine. You put this board in that has an SD card, and you play the game off the SD card. The Satiator is different because it actually plugs. It's a it's a bigger pack that plugs into the the saturn's back port where you put the mpeg mm-hmm. card into mm-hmm. so you can plug it back there and then still have access to your laser drive at the exact same time um so it's basically uh it lets you play games of sd card but it does it's a different way of doing it um so anyway back to the email uh i've had a chance to try the satiator and have been enjoying it especially looking forward to playing the saturn games that have english fan translations like the th- second and third episodes of Shining Force 3, as well as replaying episode 1, uh, Grandia, Police Knots, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Looks like they used the PlayStation translation, which has amused me to no end. Uh, I, I just watched that too. I think Sega oh, Lord yeah. X covered that. Uh, this is all deja vu. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the Sega Lord X in his uh, real name. No, and but the thing that's really bothering me, not to get us off track, is I just watched the whole hardware replacement and it wasn't Luke Morse. I think it was Sega Lord X, but I don't think it was him either. And I'm just shocked. I can't remember who. Because hmm. they swapped out the drive. They took the disk drive out. Maybe it was Sega Lord X. But anyway, um, yeah, this is crazy. So now let, may I ask before, and I'll let you continue and not yep. to interrupt this poor, uh, poor gentleman, Chris, again. I, I got to ask about the 500-pound pink gorilla in the room. With the, quote, easy accessibility of getting these games, and I'm being honest when I say this, I haven't done this in 15 plus years. I I, I stopped this going to these type of sites. Uh, no, it's not adult entertainment. <laughs> um, I'm assuming the only way to get a lot of this is what, torrents? Mm. They're super easy. They're super easy. And, well, it's um, not like it used to be with like eighty-seven thousand pop-ups, six links. No, of, no, uh, no. I mean, there there's some really credible sites that that are still easy to get to, and um, I, I guess our show is small enough that I can just just say it. But uh, well, what 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 is it like? Archive, archive the. Oh, let me look at it right here. Um, archive.org. Archive.org actually has a lot of ROM really? collections on it. And you can just go uh-huh. in and you can just pick the specific ROMs you want and get them. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Uh, uh, did you ever see the sites back in the day? And like I said, I haven't met oh, yeah. them in years. And I think they got all junked up. Wasn't it like cool ROMs? And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There, there were yeah. a few, but the really big ones that got kind of, kind of uh, uh, d- destroyed partially or fully by Nintendo. But there's still plenty. Mm. And then, and then there's like, I mean, yeah, you can get torrent files of you know the complete libraries and you can just pick and choose which files you want to download and stuff like that wow mm. um he said i plan on, i plan on picking up a mode for its use in the dreamcast but that's a way off uh, real quick the mode thing from terra onion basically it's the sd card reader 
Uh, but the interesting thing is you, you can use the mode in either the Saturn or the Dreamcast. It works in both. Hmm. So you buy one and pick which one system you put it into. Or if you're a, a masochist, you can just take it back, out back and forth in between the two. Um, I completely agree with Molly. Thank you. The Genesis is my all-time <laughs> favorite, so to have the best possible set to play these games on the modern TV, it was important. The combination of the Mega SG and the Mega SD was important to me. I feel that way in general. I prefer to have my games as accurate to how they were when I played them originally. That's my preference for EverDrive flashcards and original hardware for emulation. In lieu of original hardware and FPGA solutions that act as accurate as possible to the original. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I've said this before, but the the Mega SG and the Mega Drive Pro combo for me is fantastic and makes me very happy. Um, and and makes me realize how much you know I can live without. But the funny part is the 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 best setup I currently have for playing games is Genesis because I have the, that combination. And yet, the the one collection I most would like to expand is my Genesis collection. <laughs> so the the collection I need the least is the one I most mm. care about, which mm. is funny. Uh, now to mention Paprium. I'm still a little stunned it was released. I pre-ordered mine back in 2013 when it only cost $50. I know about the later pre-orders for $80 in 2017, I think, along with the arcade stick. Uh, Grand Stick 2, I think it's called. I did not get the stick. I don't actually like sticks that much. Still, Joe from GameSack had commented on it being the best Genesis stick he'd ever used. Whether that's wow. worth the 160 the stick cost is up to the person. Uh, I won't go much into the behind-the-scenes drama. It's easy enough to look up. I will comment on the possibility of Paprium getting ported to modern systems. Unlikely. From my understanding, it took arm pulling and a lot of work from a team member that left Watermelon right after the Pure Solar Project, uh, port project, pro- sorry, port project. Yeah, I, I know who up. he's talking. Okay, I, I can't remember his name, but I think I know who he's talking about. Okay. Um, there was a letter from Fonzie, the remaining Watermelon guy, that's quite a testimonial where he places blame everywhere else but himself. Again, you can track this uh, down and read it for yourself. It's something. I mentioned my comments on the about the extra hardware in Paprium. It's apparently a Cyclone FPGA. And there's a 32-bit SMT controller as well. The main thing I believe the FPGA is doing uh, is decompressing graphics on the fly and facilitating the music mixing for the extra virtual music channels. There are others who know more and can explain it better than I have. Um... And by the way, I, I, I think what came out was that, uh, and I, I can't remember if we mentioned this, but the guy who, the, the main guy, is Fondy the main guy or the other guy? The main yeah, guy? well, yeah, he's the one that's left, the one yeah. that that's, so, never does anything wrong. So, so supposedly they put code in the game specifically to block it from being played on the Mega SG mm. because he didn't think the Mega SG was a legitimate Genesis. Mm. Um, and so, um, what's his, what's his face, um, that does all the FPGA cores. Oh my gosh. The guy who works the analog, um, I'm, I'm spacing on his name, but he, he basically did a firmware update for the Mega SG so they can play the game. Cause it was just like, it was a specifically a block that had been put in. Oh, and they fixed it? 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I've so heard. You, I, haven't, I've, I, haven't, I don't have it, so uh, I can't try it. But that's so, if you, so technically, if you have Paprium, as far as you know, you could play it correctly on the Mega SG. That's what I believe, yes. Wow. Um, I think the game's a bit overpackaged. I really didn't need a male leather thong as an extra. <laughs> Was that one of the extras? I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't uh, know that either. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I take a guess on that? D- does some of that stem from Revet design come from the controversial character in Streets of Rage 3 that was removed in the U.S. version? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Because there's a lot of... We- and if we want to take this further, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. As we all know, kind of the template for Streets of Rage was Final Fight, which con- that always reminded me of a spoof of the cop boss character whose oh, name is escaping yeah. me right now oh what was oh what was his name yeah you know who i'm talking about oh yeah i i, I know because if you look and i, I love you know i love the streets of rage series um but it's funny as an adult going back looking at them side by side like you can even see character for character excluding like okay so what uh Axel would be cody but beyond that you know the other main characters are different but when you look at the actual enemies wow yeah you know what i mean but anyway yeah bringing it back to the thong the thong aspect and that weird piece no i actually hadn't heard that yeah i didn't know that hmm. yeah. um the the background manga manga is kind of nice and the quality of the packaging is amazing still i'd be happy with a regular clamshell case yes i cannot believe that game does not just have a regular case i can't believe i that. was shocked about that Two, not that I got Can't it, but yeah, it. that was one of the things with all the with all the things they did with that. I couldn't believe it wasn't in a Genesis uh, clamshell. Yeah, um, getting, getting close to being done here. As for the game itself, it's pretty good. It's not as good as Streets of Rage two or three. That would have been released back in the day. It would be in the top five beat 'em ups on the Genesis, but there is a pretty drastic drop off brawler quality outside Streets of Rage and Final Fight CD for the Genesis Mega Drive. There's an hmm. arcade mode that is. A basic linear playthrough, an original mode that's longer and more exploratory, uh, similar to the multi-path thing from the D&D Capcom Brawlers. There are also Mm. unlocks for hidden characters and different endings, as well as an unlockable sound test. Original mode is the meat of the game and definitely opens up a bunch of replayability. The gameplay itself is pretty straightforward, a bit more limited compared to Streets of Rage, um, really missing the ability to land on your feet when thrown. Still decent enough, a little better than Final Fight in terms of movesets. <clears throat> the character animations are a little stiff, and the hit boxes are a little off. Still, it's very playable and pretty fun. Main regret is that there wasn't a larger team working on it. It could have used a six-month polish pass from a decent team, but after all of the behind-the-scenes drama, that wasn't going to happen. I mentioned a non-CD reading Sega CD uh, that I still have. One of the Paprium options is a CPU-controlled second player that is run using the Sega CD hardware. I didn't, I didn't know that. Wait, so please, rep- I got to get that okay. through my head. Repeat so he, that again. He mentioned that he has uh, a Sega CD that the CD drive doesn't work, but the rest of it does. And so he says one of the Paprium options is a CPU-controlled second player that is run using the Sega CD hardware. That's okay, so this is double weird. This is well, double let, weird. Let, let, because, let me finish explaining. Yeah. We can TV, um, uh, don't need the drive for that. Just need the unit to power up in the Sega CD CPU to work. 
So I guess it's using the extra power of the Sega CD to to handle the AI for the computer-controlled yeah. player? Yeah, that's how I'm interpreting that. That's, so it's actually, using the that's actually really interesting. I'm shocked. And the other crazy thing is for, for Chris himself is that he's got a Sega CD that technically doesn't work reading discs, but he's still able to utilize it in this weird instance. Yeah. that's re- Wow. I, that's actually legitimately interesting because I had never heard that. Huh. That's a, uh, I mean, that's a really creative thing to, to, to way to go about it is if, if you don't have enough processing power on the console to do an AI or CPU-controlled teammate. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's ever... Huh done anything like that yeah um i guess the question is i don't know hey if you're listening chris uh first off thank you for listening uh if you feel like writing us some virtual ink again how good is the computer controlled ai that's that's really interesting because i'm trying to think are, are there i guess i can't think of there aren't really any genesis games like that that do have cpu no. control I've never heard of it. Are I mean, there? especially mm. in an instance where it's taking advantage of completely separate hardware. Huh, I'll have to think about that, because I'm, I'm trying to think of any games that would have, like, CPU-controlled teammates, but I can't think of anything offhand. I mean, I know there are games out there that do that. I can't. I mean, think I mean like, sports, I, I and, that, sports and stuff would. That, but... con- that concept has been done, but I've ju- I'm just more blown away that however he tethered it or programmed it, maybe I don't have the acumen, maybe it's easier than I think, but I've never heard of someone using a completely yeah. separate de- add-on device just for the the computations of the cartridge game being played. You know, we've heard of stuff for like Sega CD, Genesis Combo to get a little bit better FMV or a little bit more juice on some of those sucky FMV games, but I've never heard of this. Yeah, I hadn't. That's interesting. Um, the backgrounds are amazing. Not really seeing much in the way of re- re- repeating tiles. It's very clear mm. where the 80 megs on the cart is going. I do see the point uh, at which... No, I'm sorry. I do see... Uh, at what point? Okay, I do see the point of basically asking at what point is a Genesis game no longer a Genesis game which is what I asked before, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, with so much extra hardware on the cart, I still think the Core Genesis hardware is still doing plenty of work here, but I don't know how much. So my final thoughts in this email. Paprium is pretty good. It's absolutely $50 good, might even be $80 good, given what physical Genesis games cost in 2020-2021 uh, and the extra hardware. I don't think it's $130 good, and the <laughs> eight-year wait... And behind-the-scenes drama make me not want to touch the uh, AMB 96-whatever project for any price. At this point, all I want is a soundtrack release, and I think I'm done otherwise. Too many bridges were burnt with watermelon. Anyway, it's my take, Chris. Hmm. Oh, very nice uh, email to start off the yeah. show. I uh, appreciate I- it. I always like hearing from the fans. Spices things up. You know, he, he got into selling off games and everything. I, I want to talk about that, but we've got other email to get to. So I think okay. on the next show, yeah. I think we can Anthony always come and back I to this. Yeah. are going to talk more about that because I, I have um, some, I've, I've had a lot more thoughts. I've been thinking a lot, a lot about this recently. So I know Anthony's been kind of paring down his, his library. So I want to come mm-hmm. back to that on our next show. Uh, so our next email is. Uh, 
is uh, spam, so that is not. <laughs> that looked like a real email, and it's not a real email. Okay. Uh, so we actually have two SNK-related questions. So the first right. one is from uh, Patrick, and he says, Hello, you two. Have you guys been keeping up with the weekly KOF uh, 15 character trailers? I'm sure you have. Can you let us know your thoughts on the game thus far? What hopes, fears do you have for the game? Take care, Patrick. So I will let you go first. Uh, have you been keeping up with them, and what do you think? For the most part, yes. Uh, shockingly, I haven't actually watched the Terry Bogard trailer yet. Uh, with that said, in short, people who have been listening to the show, I, I know are sick of hearing me cry over the years about wanting my 2D sprites back and all that, but <laughs> I have some different things to say. Why, you know, look... In terms of artistic style and aesthetic, the bar is probably still Guilty Gear. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's. That's that's the that's the benchmark. Okay. King of Fighters fourteen, and I heard it played well. They did the extra layer. It's one of the few King of Fighters games I hadn't purchased, and I was very tempted to get the recent re-release. And I'm not I'm not knocking it. I want to make that very clear. Visually, King of Fighters 15 is a definite step up. It seems like it has a little bit more, I hate to use the cliched term of cell shading, it has a nicer look. I think the character designs so far are pretty darn good. Um, I, I, you know, now we're going to get back to the, the basics of gaming, you know, as long as it plays well. I think the only fear I may have down the road, and I'm sure this is inevitable, we're going to see some of this, is just make sure they don't oversaturate this release with too many DLC packs. But I'm actually going to surprise some people, you know, accepting the the world we're in. It doesn't look bad. I, like, there. there's a few parts, like some of the faces that bug me a little bit. I... I, I'm look. I can split this down all the you know. I'm going right. to keep it simple, and then I'll let you talk. Would it be awesome to have a King of Fighters done in a similar to the Fatal Fury movie esque type art in like the the Guilty Gear engine? Sure, let's do it. But like I said, with you know, especially after what we've seen with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. Guilty Gear Strive coming out, but I'm going to be fair to King of Fighters. King of Fighters 15 visually is a step up from 14. Oh, I mean it's huge. Yeah, like, like it's the game still doesn't look like I want it to look. I'm just going to be honest. Here. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm with you. But, but it looks way better than 14 did. And I look at this game and I'm like, okay. I don't necessarily like the art style, but I see the work they're putting into the art style, you know? So I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, it's the same with Sam Show. Like, I, I don't think Sam Show looks bad at all. I think they did a good job at Sam Show. But it, it just, like, the thing is, you know, as being us being SNK fans, there's just a certain love we had for those sprites, those, those designs. Whether or not you 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 like him like Anthony does or hate him like I do, uh, Shinkiro's artwork, you know, and then other artwork, <clears throat> there was just these this certain look to SNK characters. Whereas I think Sam Show and now King of Fighters 15 has a more like generic look to it, 
and you know you're you're saying guilty gear but i think one of the things about guilty gear 2 is it's not just how holy shit that game is and <laughs> and arc's other games are visually it's you look at it and you instantly know it's an arc game you know you know it's one of their games. oh yeah it has yes. this look and this Correct. style to it that is yep. it, is is so just there and i i may not like nether realms games in terms of looks but you look at that and you know instantly it's another realms game you know it's a right mortal Kombat or injustice or whatever i think the problem is is it's this this snk's current style has a bit of that <sighs> it doesn't have its own unique identity I, uh, while it looks better for what we've seen from the king of fighters series in 3d definitely yeah it doesn't stand out enough on its own where look we know it's snk because of the characters that we know but if somehow you magically didn't know their names or looked at that, like you wouldn't be able to correlate the the visual engine they're using to solely S and K. I I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's like that could be that could have been done elsewhere, been there, done that. It doesn't. It's not its own flavor. They almost kind of look like you know. Okay, so there's um. I think is it is it SNK is it King of Fighters? There was like, there was some yes it's 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 King of Fighters. Uh, there's like just some random Asian mobile smartphone game for King of Fighters out there. Some some, some oh, sort, you know. Okay. And and you kind of look at those kind of games, and it's like they have this really just generic 3D character model kind of look to them. Like mm-hmm. I think SNK is still stuck in that, and I really want them to find a more distinct style. Like, I think they're just having trouble moving on to 3D because, you know, you go back and as, as different as 12 and 13 sprites were from the older sprites, those still looked like SNK characters to me. And, right. and, and I just think, you know, uh, Athena and Yuri's faces aside, um, you know, I, I just, I think they need to find their kind of artistic style in in three that they haven't found yet and i'm gonna say something maybe crazy here in all fairness and i love these games and i i think they have their visual merits and this is not snk uh i'm gonna make a wild statement i still don't think street fighter has found its 3d uh look yet I think that's fair. Like I, I genuinely like. Like I hate. It's way I hated better four. than. It's way more. You know, way past the stage where S and K is at. Right. But I don't. I mean, and I, I know it sounds like we're being paid, and and this is so crazy. I keep bringing them up. Like it's the greatest game of all time. I'm not saying that, but just talking artistically, Arc System has like, and like you said. For Mortal Kombat, something that I don't always give a lot of credit to or talk about enough. When you play uh, Mortal Kombat 11, that's like what, not only would have you never dreamt of it in your wildest dreams, but it's what it's it's what you would have wanted in your wildest yeah. dreams. Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, it, it's unimaginable what they accomplished. They've done it. I don't think Street Fighter has gotten there yet either. Yeah, I, I, so I, I hated Street Fighter Four's visual style. I actually genuinely like Street Fighter Five, but I, I do mm-hmm. agree with you. I think, because I mean, 
the, the problem the problem is arc right arc is the problem if if arc systems wasn't making those games we would probably not- say street fight what uh, what would we say maybe excluding mortal Kombat because that's but here's the thing mortal Kombat works with what it has visually because it's always strive for realism okay yeah so but what would the benchmark would be what street well, Fighter no no, no no here's here's what i mean here's what i mean is when when you look at at dragon ball fighter zz's it's it's like <laughs> i'm playing the anime yeah it's that, it's that's mind it. blowing like i am playing yeah. the anime if i look at guilty gear again they, they have a very anime style like i'm playing an anime right the problem is then because they can do that because they're right. giving us that you then go over to Capcom's fighting games and you look at all of this rich history of Capcom artwork mm-hmm. across you know Akiman and um I'm forgetting her name and I'm forgetting the other name but it's like I I can know uh yeah Bengus uh yeah Bengus um and it's like I want to play that artwork because Ark is letting me play the artwork, right? I want to play that artwork. I want to play SNK artwork, and they aren't doing that. And so I think if Ark didn't exist to show us that we can, quote-unquote, play the artwork, like, I think we would be easier on the other fighting games. But seeing 100% the fact agreed. what Ark is yeah. doing, it's like, why can't Capcom give me a Street Fighter that looks like Street Fighter artwork, you know, come to life. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, the problem is those games, those, the, the Arc system games exist. That's the problem. Yeah, the problem is they exist. Um, the trailers, I have two quick comments on that. So, you know that, uh, that meme of, like, it's a guy looking at a piece of wood, like a book? And the book is called, like, Identifying Wood. And the meme is, yep, that's wood. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I have to be honest with you. I'm not, okay. It, basically <laughs> it sounds that, funny, The idea of the meme is, it's like, it's, you've got this thing that is so obvious. You know, uh-huh. he's, got, he's got a piece of wood in his hand. He's got, like, this, uh-huh. this like, it's like that eyepiece, like, like, not microscope kind of thing, but the eyepiece, like, magnifying glass kind of thing. And he's studying it. Yeah, and he's like going through all this work to identify that the piece of wood in his hand is a piece of wood. Basically, is is a joke. <laughs> so yeah. when I watch those trailers, it's like, "Yup, that's Terry. Yup, that's Yuri." Like I, I think, I think SNK is going about the wrong way because they're giving us these these short little trailers for every single character, and I watch them, and I'm like, "That's Terry. That's Yuri." There's like, there's like. I don't know. There's not a lot of excitement here to it. Right. Because I, you're, you're not really showing me how they play. You're not really showing me how they're different. It just, and the part of the problem too is, and this is something you can blame Capcom on, I'm sick of these characters looking the same at this point, I think. I can't, I, I, I can't take Terra anymore in that outfit. I, I can't. I can't take long ponytail red hat red well jean jacket terry anymore i can't take yuri looking like yuri anymore i just i can't i mean i think people are going to tune out with what i say again they're going to think you know i don't have any i i don't have a brain and i i just keep sounding like a parrot but you know i don't have a problem with terry's look 
and the hat. That's fine, yeah. If it looked more like the true anime style, right. or they did the jump like Arc System, we would we would be loving it. But you know, it's. Uh, let me ask you this about King of Fighters. So they mm-hmm. announced the trailer coming in January. You know, we're in uh, March now. Mm-hmm. Now, when they first started talking about this and getting people excited, I'm like, oh, I bet this game, this game's probably coming out like summertime. It'll be a 2021 release, definitely. But at the pace that they're doing these trailers, and we're already three months into the year, I have to ask, do you even think this game's coming out this year? I have no idea because like if they're going to keep doing these character trailers like wouldn't they do them all before the game comes out yeah i'm thinking not to be funny but if if it's a king of fighters roster and even if you go light let's say it's 40 or 35 which is you know uh, they could do this the rest of the year i mean they're not they're not even they're not even doing it in teams (laughs) yeah it's it's so weird to me how they're doing this it's like it's, I mean, I think it's a problem that gaming has reached overall is that companies just it used to be like we'd get like a trailer or two for a game before it came out, you know, yep. and, and now it's just like, here's a trailer for this feature. Here's a trailer for this new yep. outfit. Here's a trailer for this. Yep. And like you do not like you just said, like, like this should be team trailers. Like good, chunky minute and a half, two minute team trailers. Not a a quick trailer for every single individual character. Again, especially when most of the characters we've seen so far are characters that I've been playing for, what, like 26 or more years now? 30 years. Yeah. I don't know. 30 years. I don't know. It it doesn't make sense, and I have no clue when this game is coming at this point. Hmm. Okay. Next email, uh, this is from TW. Uh, It says, I heard this question on another podcast and thought it would be a fun question to ask you two. Somebody comes to you and offers you a Neo Geo four-slot cabinet with any four games of your choice, no exceptions. However, as soon as you receive that cabinet... You are not allowed to play any other Neo Geo games for the rest of your life beyond the four games that are in your cabinet. Which four do you pick? This is almost like a deserted island type thing. Like you get Kinda, four yeah. games. This is. So you have you have the nice cabinet for a four slaughter. Marquee things and everything. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be different. I'll, I'll speak from the heart because I'm, I'm some of these maybe the first one I'm putting in there. I'm going to say King of Fighters 96. Mm. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, hmm. Um, you know, I want... Oh, oh, okay. Cough 96. The original Metal Slug. Mm. That's two. And if I never... What I'm hesitating on is... If I never get to play any other Neo Geo games, I gotta have something that has a little bit more. Um, wow, I, I'm so tempted to put. There's a couple Fatal Furies I want in there, but that'll eat it right up. So, um, you know, I almost want a surprise, even though you can't get it at home. And I only say this because of the type of game it is. 
I'm tempted to say Neo Bomberman. Hmm. That's an interesting choice. So Neo Bomberman, Cough 96, Metal Slug. <laughs> There's another game I want to put in there, but I, I know it's if we're talking for life here. Um, God, this is hard. Is this is this me being a hermit the rest of my life? How I am, or am I going to have friends? No, no. Over I mean, you, you, the, the, you. I mean, you get other games. Just the fact, that, like, you can't play those other Neo Geo games in any way. Like, you can't play them as like arcade archives downloads or. Oh, he's. They're saying if I pick these four games in this cabinet, I these can only are the only play four the Neo Geo games you get to play for the rest of your life. Okay, I can't play them in. Uh, this is it. These are my four Neo games. Yes. Period. That's it. You can never t- touch. I mean, you can obviously touch like the new King of Fighters, the new Sam Show, whatever. But in terms of games from the Neo Geo itself, oh, you, you know get what? These you might four have made games for the rest of your life. Here we go. And I know I'm going to regret this because I can't believe I don't have any other shoot. Okay, here we go. Cough ninety six, Metal Slug, Neo Bomberman, Samurai Showdown two. Because, see, there was part of me that, like, I really enjoy, like, um, Neo Geo Puzzle Bobble. But, I mean, I can play Puzzle Bobble <laughs> on other platforms. Well, look, it is logic. Oh, I, you know, and I just thought of one I should have put on there, but I'm going to excuse myself because it's slow down. Well, I don't want to influence you, but how would it say Twinkle Star Sprites? But, I was okay. just thinking that. Yeah. God, I was just thinking that. Mm. Okay, well... That unquestionably, Samsha Two has to be on there. There's, there's no question yep. about that. And I, I just, I have to have KOF ninety eight. The pro, the problem is, that, but the problem is, is that I want to, I want to say Last Blade, right? Like, I can't have three fighting games on this thing. <laughs> <sighs> Molly, do Sam one two three four? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, that would be horrible. Uh, um, okay, so Sancho 2, KOF 98. I might regret this, but Super Baseball 2020. Oh my god, what, like, what is the last game that I... Like, I love the Metal Slugs. I, I know what you want me to help you, remind you. Actually, and there's another one. I, for you, maybe Shock Troopers. That's see, that's the one I really want to say. That's that's the last one I really want to say. But I'm going to tell people a game that didn't make my pick just now, but it's one that I do play to kill time. You, I'm going to shock everybody. Uh, the league bowling. I I I own that on the AS card. I it, own that. It's a, fu- it's a, it's a fun game. Yeah. Cause see, the thing is with like Metal Slug, like I feel like I could get that from Contra. You know. God, like I, my oh man, my like Twinkle Star is such an interesting game that just doesn't exist otherwise. And I, I really, I really, really love Shock Troopers, but mm-hmm. there are plenty of other games that are like that. <sighs> so you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say Twinkle Twinkle Star Sprites is my fourth game. So because, one more time, go through them. So what do you got in there? Okay, so uh, Sam Show 2, KF98, Super Baseball 2020, and wow. Twinkle Star. Wow. It's hard. It's hard. Like, I, wow. I, want, I want Shock Troopers in there know, so bad. but You know what's interesting about our picks? You know, you, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of freestyling here. 
you can kind of tell our age and you can kind of tell we grew up through the entirety of Neo's library, but it's interesting because none of our picks, with the exception of Cough 98, really exceed our game stop at what we could argue is the peak of the Neo Geo library, meaning it had more life and more years beyond that, but all of our right. picks are between like 92 and 96, 92 and 97, you know what I mean? I mean, like that Mark, sweet spot. Mark would you say, Wolves, what would you say? Mark the of the sweet Wolves spot? is a damn fine game, for example. It but is. It's, it's just but, like I don't have, like you're kind of saying, I don't have that emotional attachment that I do to kind of some of the earlier stuff. You know, it's funny. Speaking of that, I was having a tough time. I wanted to put. I, I know you're going to agree with this because I know you love this fighter too. You know, one of the greatest. I know the Neo Geo is 24-bit, but if one of the greatest 2D 16, 24-bit fighters of all time, if we made an all-time list, do you know one of them that makes that list is Real Bout Special? I, I like that one. Yeah, I do like Real Bout Special. That is yeah. a fun... I put so much yeah. time into that on Saturn, and, you know, obviously since then I've played all the entries in the series. I love the series, but Real Bout Special was fantastic there's just there's just some good games that you lose man this is a hard question um but no like i mean that's that i mean that's the thing is is like uh i mean fighting games alone or i i said i i i cry at losing last blade because i love those games but like you can't just do all fighting games <laughs> that's hard all right Last email for the night. Uh, all right. This is from uh, Heart Knight. I think who we all know. Oh, what's going on, dude? Uh, Anthony and I were NWO, doing this. NWO, brother. Yeah, Anthony and I. Right. Well, speaking of that, Anthony and I were doing the Space Suplex podcast a while back, if anyone okay. remembers. Yes. My question is, I'm going to look this up. Has either of you, have either of you, not has, have either of you played Blades of Time? On PS3 and Xbox 360, and it's an extremely average game by Konami. Thanks for taking my Blades question. Blades of Time. I gotta remember which one this is. Like, because why I am I thinking, thinking of I, that? I keep thinking X Blades. Oh, it's funny. I'm thinking of that freaking relaunch game fan cover. What was it, Blade Kitten? Oh, Blade Kitten. Well, see, my my pick was also a Dave Halverson pick, which was. <laughs> Uh, remember what was it X Blades with like the the chick in like the micro bikini with her butt towards the camera in like the, like the roller skates or something like that? What did did he give it a nine? I he probably did. He probably <laughs> did. Um, but okay, funny enough, Blades Blades of Time also has a scantily clad girl with swords on the cover. Oh, this is gonna bother me. I have to look it up. I don't think I've ever played this. I ha I have to. And he said it's on PS3, and we got to look this up. Blades of Time. Blades of Time. I don't think I have ever played this game. Uh, that's vaguely... Now I'm It curious. looks familiar, and I gotta tell now you, it looks so 2010-era game fan cover. Let's look at this. I mean, it definitely would have been in uh, The Girls of Gaming. Uh, a fine play publication yeah i'm it's on switch as well is it i'm looking at i went to the official site i can't dude that goes back to my saying of the, the switch is the garbage disposal it takes anything good bad and different wow it says 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 Anthony, this is exciting. This is a re- <laughs> reboot sequel to Gaijin Entertainment's past work, X-Blades. So there was a connection. Get out of here. I, I got to tell you, so I'm going to, so first off, thank you, Heart Knight, for writing in. Um, uh, I'm going to have to check this out. But he said he said it was pretty average. He doesn't say anything else. Yeah. Uh, huh. Switch now. Now I'm curious. Now I'm gonna. Hmm. Okay. So 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 let's do this then. Since we ne- neither of us have played this, um, mm-hmm. w- thinking along the lines of potentially embarrassing games because they're bad, and because they have co- covers you wouldn't want your mother to see. Uh, or characters you wouldn't want your mother to see. What's a cheesy kind of pseudo sexy game uh, that you really liked, but you're embarrassed that you like? And if you don't have an answer, I can go first. Um, uh, this isn't my official answer, and I'm not embarrassed only because I'm an you know I'm an adult. I should be embarrassed as an adult, but I thought I was going to have trouble with this. I, I don't know if I'd say I like it. And I'll come up with a better answer, but I did download a few years ago that One Chanbara. Oh, oh! Don't be embarrassed by those games. I, I, those, the, those are frustrating though because I love the premise, yeah. and I, I, I yeah. even watched the movie. I think I own the movie. Um, <laughs> I, I want to love those games so bad, but they're they're so terrible. Okay. okay. So wait, you go first. So what's the one more time? What's the question? Okay. So, a game- so, so I mean, so you know, like the the games with like the super scantily clad girl on the cover or, or female main heroin and mm-hmm. the game's just terrible and it's it's selling on sex but y- you know you shouldn't like the game but you do like the game as i was gonna say um one that doesn't count because i am totally not embarrassed to, to love it is i i do love the dead or alive extreme games they are they are horrible in terms of like oh. actual gameplay but i love those things okay i so, should be so embarrassed to admit this okay I put, so, I put so much time <laughs> into. <laughs> I can't. I I put so much time into Dead or Alive Extreme Two on. Uh, that was on. That was on three sixty, right? See, I remember because I, I the one I, I think re- I think yeah. I think I've played one and three are the two that I've played. How crazy. And I've played all three. As a matter of fact, the only one still in my possession is the third one, by the way. Very disappointed. Played it maybe twice from PlayAsia. Uh, DOAX2. Yeah, that was 360. I've... Oh, wait a minute. That might have been... Yeah, whatever it was, because you could do the custom... See, here's the thing. You could do the custom soundtrack. Yeah, it was 360. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe in hindsight that I would have... I just I played that a lot. Can we go off on this topic here for a second? Sure. I never did this for real. You back me up on this. You tell me if this is a lie or if I'm remembering this incorrectly. In order to get like the oh I don't know it was like the diamond bikini or like the crazy bikini in the game. Didn't you have to do something crazy like go to the casino, win like seven jackpots in a row, something else? It, I, it, I don't remember, but I, I, I remember that kind of stuff being in the game. 
It was like impossible. It was like stupid impossible. I always say this at the end of every one of my dead or alive conversations, and I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like it's supposed to redeem me. I always tell people, look, dead or alive games I messed around with, I had some fun with. Uh, Yes, they're embarrassing. Uh, But if you actually wanted to play a great female-based volleyball game, I give that crown to Beach Spikers. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never actually tried that one, yeah. Beach Spikers was outstanding. The Sega arcade game on... I, I used to have that on GameCube. It's two-on-two. Two. Uh, I mean, if you want to try to take it more serious, even though it's still female-driven, two-piece, but, you know, it's 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 beach volleyball. If you actually want to play a good, in my opinion, volleyball game, and I don't want to say modern because now it's like 18 years old, Beach Spikers was uh, very good. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, so that's an interesting choice, you know. I would say that's not my real choice because I'm not embarrassed <laughs> at all by it. Uh, so my real choice, um, and I am embarrassed by this because <laughs> the, the game is garbage. It's okay. complete, irredeemable garbage. Yeah. But I, I just, there's some, I mean, well... There's there's many some things about this game that I like, but um, for the PS2 and the Xbox, you may or may not remember this. If if you've seen the cover, oh, you definitely don't. know this game. Uh, I might. It's called Red Ninja: End of Honor. Oh no, no. Okay, look up, look up that, look up that, look up like Red Ninja Xbox, and as soon as you see the cover, you you will know if you know this game. I reckon, okay, this is like a blast from the past, probably when I was still working in the game store. Uh, for some reason, I remember the cover. Yep. Everybody who sees it will remember the cover. But I don't recall. For some reason, I, there's, I just, I, it's, I say, it's garbage. Don't anybody <laughs> ever buy this game. It's terrible. You, but it's, it's like, it's like, Horrible Tenchu, but then super sexy girl, <laughs> but then she has like this grappling hook thing, and and I think it could legitimately be a really good game, and I would love to have the shot to try to make like a remake of it because I think it could be good, but it's garbage, and I shouldn't like it, but I do, and I sold my copy before, and now I I need to get one again because I need to have it. Oh my god. If anybody, if, anybody, copy, if any I of our listeners have, 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 if any of our listeners have an Xbox or PS2 copy of Red, Red Ninja and End of Honor, and you don't want it, send it to me, and I will take it off your hands. And and I will not tell anybody who I got it from. We'll keep your secret <laughs> safe. Okay, so my I said uh, One Chan, but I I don't think this is what I would really settle on. But I I got to get in on this fun act. A game that I played a chunk of and enjoyed, and I would say is embarrassing, <clears throat> the Rumble Roses. I see. I those are games. Like the problem is, I I want to love those games so bad, but because they're wrestling games, mm-hmm. I put a lot of expectation on the gameplay, and the yeah. gameplay well, was terrible. Or not, I, not I terrible fir- necessarily, but I, and I thought as crazy as this is because they did the first one on PS2 and the second one on 360. Yeah. I thought the first one was superior. 
Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the common. That's a common opinion. Yeah. And then the other thing, I'm going to test your memory because I haven't looked it up yet. There was a game I owned for a short period of time. I think it was female led, but part part of the excuse I bought it was because I think it used the MGS2 engine, and I can't remember the name of that game right now. Are you talking about Girl Fight? No, uh, no, you're making me laugh, but no, I don't think I it's MGS2 no. engine though. God. No, do you know what I'm talking about? And it, it wasn't Rumble Roses. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, it was like a third person action adventure. There might have been more than one female lead. I remember buying that game, unless I'm totally imagining. So this. it's by Konami then. Yeah, it's got to be. Do you it's know what platform P- it was for? It's got to be PS2. Because I'm trying to think of what game that would have been. Unless I'm making this up. And I, and it was not good. Like I, I think it was. I think I even remember seeing it like an E3. Um, PS2 games that you Seven Blades. Nope. Um, let's see if I recognize any of these. Bloody Roar. I don't think it's Crime Life Gang Wars. No. <laughs> that. Um, I want to say, going off, and I hope it used the MGS2 engine. I hope I'm not botching that up. I want to say it was more of a modern sci fi ish. It wasn't like. Uh, oh, boy, oh, I don't know oh wait, 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 wait. Psy uh, Girls? That might be it. Hold on. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. But is okay. That... I I barely remember this game. Yes. Wow. Um I'm trying to see how good my memory is. I'm testing myself to see if it really did use the MGS engine. I thought it did. God, I can't boy, I'm so happy mm. you Yeah, I, I it, this is one of those games where just like it's it's in my head, but I don't I'm know. pretty confident. Yeah, man. Wow. I kinda I kinda it. miss that PS2 era when like we got just dumb stuff like that <laughs> you know like 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 when like and and red ninja when you know companies would be like we have no idea if this is a good game or not but it's cheap enough to make that we're gonna put it out there and see what happens and now like you, you do that and your company goes bankrupt so this is a good thing so okay so if anybody obviously you know we're gonna we try we do try to read letters on all the shows and if you want to ever send an email about anything go ahead but if you would like to email us about a game that you love but you know you shouldn't love and again i'm not looking for for like guilty pleasure games right because guilty pleasure games are like dead or live extreme where where you don't really feel bad about liking it or embarrassed by liking it but you might not talk about it i'm not talking about that i'm talking about Games you know you should not like because they're awful. They're awful, awful games. But you like them anyway for some reason. Uh, email in and let us know what game it is and why. And then I'll give a very a much more vague question, kind of. Um, what are your guys and gals feeling on the industry today? And is there anything that excites you anymore? And I know it's impossible uh, because of nostalgia and growing up. Uh, you don't get the same feelings you do as a kid when things are new. But is there anything you've played or experienced that made you feel like a kid again? Or you couldn't wait to wake up the next day to play your new game? Or is that feeling long, long gone? 
I will say in in closing on behalf of my co-host here, Molly, the one, the only, the one at egmnow.com. And I want to thank the fans. Uh, I love the fan mail. I love interacting with the fans. It's the, it's the best part, of course, next to next to my co-host, Molly. But I always love mixing it up, keeps things alive. So thank you so much for taking the time. On behalf of Molly and for myself, Anthony, thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time.